Welcome to the INY podcast. Each week we will post the great messages that are preached at our Friday night services. So if you missed it or you just want to listen back again, this is the place for you. Let's get into it. We're going to be talking a lot about Jesus in the coming weeks. And so we all have to be on the same page about who Jesus actually is. In fact, Jesus asked his disciples this very question in the Bible. In Matthew 16, verse 13 to 16, it says this. When Jesus arrived in the villages of Caesarea Philippi, don't know if that's said right, but I'm just going to go with it. He asked his disciples, what are people saying about who the Son of Man is? AKA, the Son of Man is like Jesus, right? They replied, some think he is John the baptizer, some say Elijah, some Jeremiah, or one of the other prophets. But then Jesus, he looked them in the eye, I can just imagine Jesus doing them, and he pressed them, it says, and how about you? Who do you say I am? And Simon Peter said, you are the Christ, the Messiah, the son of the living God. Bam right? Good answer. Well, tonight I want to uncover that a little bit. Who do you say that Jesus is? Not just who I say he is or who your leader says he is or who everyone else thinks he is. Do you even know anything about him? Like maybe it's your first time ever hearing about Jesus and that's cool. Maybe you just think he's just some guy in the Bible, you know, he was a good dude who just did some really crazy stuff or... um, He was a prophet, like the disciples said, someone who could just hear from God. Or maybe you believe that truly Jesus was God's son and he was the saviour of the world, right? And there are so many theories out there about who Jesus was and the significance of his life on earth. Has anyone ever seen the show Mythbusters? Does anyone love that show? I haven't seen it in ages, but I, I do genuinely love it. But, you know, they test some really crazy stuff and some really crazy theories, right? And to be honest, for me, like, I either walk away from that show totally, like, mind-blown, like, what the heck, or I walk away pretty sceptical going, yeah, I feel a bit ripped off because there's no way that that was real, right? Does anyone else feel that way? Just me? No? Um, and that, like what they did like just can't be true. But tonight is kind of that. I can't force you to walk away from tonight believing the same thing that I believe or, you know, any of that. You have to make that decision for yourself. But I can provide you with why I believe what I believe and you can form your own opinion from that. But at the end of the day, I want to just let you all know it's your choice. So we're going to go through some facts and theories and evidences of Jesus' life and the legitimacy of the Bible. So like, is the Bible accurate and true? And then we're going to talk about um, if Jesus is truly the Son of God, right? So it's kind of going to be a bit of a history lesson. So switch your brains on. I'm so sorry. But genuinely, if you are interested in who this Jesus guy is, you've got to know this stuff. You've got to kind of actually form your own opinion about it because this is this is it, you know, this is what we got. And so we got to go from there. Yeah. Are you in? Like, come on. Are you in? Oh, there we go. All right. So the evidence of Jesus life, like AKA, did he exist? That's the second time, maybe the third time I've said AKA tonight. So I'm sorry, but did he exist? Well, 
Many people say that Jesus existed. Scholars, theologians, historians, many believe and they actually have proof for the fact that Jesus was a man who walked on the earth. There's plenty of writings about Jesus from Christian and non-Christian authors um, from back in those times. There's eyewitness accounts. And if you're interested, you can look into it, but I don't have time to go into all of that tonight. So after each thing, we're going to do a recap of the points so you don't get super overwhelmed with all this information, okay? So bring my recap up. That point was really quick. Many educated historians, scholars believe that Jesus was a man who lived. A lot of early writings that mention Jesus from Christian and non-Christian authors, which is an important point. And there was eyewitness accounts of Jesus' life in the Bible. Right? That's my recap. You got it? Good? We're on the same page. Great. But here's the thing. That's not so hard to believe, that Jesus was a person who existed. Right? If there's, like, facts and, you know stories there about Jesus existing, then, okay, I can believe that. But what about the rest of the things that he said about who he was and the stuff that he actually did? And a lot of proof of this comes through the Bible and what the Bible has to say. And the Bible is basically a big history book, but the question is, can it be trusted? I think one of the biggest reasons for our doubt in Jesus and the Christian faith can actually be the Bible. This ancient historical book, which literally is the foundation of the Christian faith. And if you can't trust the Bible, then we have a bit of, the, of a problem. So we're going to talk about the legitimacy or the accuracy or the, like, the truth aspect of the Bible. Are you with me? Big words. I know. I'm sorry. So the legitimacy of the Bible. Many historians and theologians are convinced of the legitimacy of the Bible and there are many pieces of evidence that actually satisfy a lot of the arguments against the Bible and its credibility. So there are many aspects of the criteria for the legitimacy of the Bible that I won't have time to go into tonight, but part of that is the amount of manuscripts for the text. So what that means, sorry, all the big words, I'm terrible, is the amount of copies of the Bible. Because back in those days, they didn't just have a printer that they can just go enter like 500 copies and just print it all out in a day. No, they had to like write it out letter by letter, word by word, and like copy the Bible basically, which is why this is such a significant thing, is that there are lots of copies of the Bible. And the Bible, um, sorry, yep, the amount of manuscripts of the text. And the Bible, in comparison to all of uh, all the other ancient um, writings, actually stands very tall above them. So the most recent discovery, right, here we go. Matt's loving this because he's a history teacher. So he's like, he's loving it. <laughs> um, if we can put up the first picture of the Dead Sea Scrolls, of like the little rolled up pieces. Soon, soon, <laughs> if we can find them, <laughs> the Dead Sea Scrolls. Um, <laughs> the, no, 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 oh, okay. Well, just imagine that there's this really cool picture of these scrolls. Um, yeah, so the most recent discovery, which was at the end of World War II, they found these Dead Sea Scrolls, right? I want to have a picture because it sounds so, like, horrible saying Dead Sea Scrolls. Mainly, it's, they're called that because they were found in the Dead Sea, right? Um, in Israel. 
Now, these had like a... Oh, oh, hello. I mean, yeah, okay, kind of, but that's cool. Dead Sea... There we go. There you go. There's some Dead Sea Scrolls right there. Um, <laughs> and they, they ranged from like 250 BC to AD 50, right? So that's a lot of years. And when these were found... A lot of people, like critics and sceptics of the Bible, actually thought that this would disprove the Bible and it would actually, like, say the Bible's inaccurate, it's not true, and it would prove that. But they were wrong. Actually, word-for-word accuracy when these were found. So is there another picture? Sorry, I'll give you a minute. I'm sorry. Pressure. Oh, there is. Yes. There you go. Word-for-word accuracy of the Bible, right? So, the Bible is actually one of the most reliable pieces of ancient literature in existence. Did you know that? Whoa. And outside of the Bible, you may not know these, but Iliad and Odyssey by this guy called Homer have 2,500 copies of that, right? They're an ancient text. They have heaps of copies, which mean they had to write it all down. They couldn't just print it off. And... They are the most well-preserved documents that we have, but the New Testament in the Bible has about 10 times more copies than those. 10 times. Like, that's a lot of difference, right? Okay, sorry. So, it is by far the most accurate and trustworthy piece of ancient literature or words in the world. Um, And, you know, there's so many more facts and evidence that I could go into tonight about the Bible, but I just want to give you an overview because, um, because obviously we don't have time, but you should look into that for yourself. If the Bible and the truth of the Bible, the accuracy of the Bible is something that you struggle with, go and look into it. Go and research it. You know, actually invest and put time into this and understand understand it better and or you know let God help you understand it better and um, answer your questions and, or just help you to be content with not knowing everything right I'm just brushing over some of it to help you understand what I believe about who Jesus was because a lot of that comes from the Bible and so we need that foundation okay recap the Bible There's lots of evidence as proof of the accuracy of the Bible. One is the amount of manuscripts of the text or the copies. There's 10 times more copies than some of the most well-preserved texts. And ancient manuscripts line up with the most recent manuscripts. Good? Got it? On the same page. Are you in? Okay. I'm losing some of you, but that's okay. All right. So, step one. Jesus lived, he walked on the earth, he existed, right? Step two, the Bible is a very trustworthy piece of ancient literature and so we can take what it says as the truth. So step three, what is the evidence of Jesus actually being the son of God? Big question. Fair enough that he was a person who lived, but was he the son of God? That's a bigger question than did he just exist. And that's just a whole nother level of belief and faith. But again... This is part of the foundation of the Christian faith. And so if we don't believe this, then we have a problem. So there are some super radical like critics and skeptics out there that don't believe Jesus as the the, Sue, as the true son of God, or that Jesus even claimed to be the son of God in the first place. They don't even believe that he said that. 
they say that after Jesus' death, it was the early church and like the disciples and people like that that claimed that he had said these things, even though they think that Jesus didn't say them. But there are two parts of this that make this totally like wrong. One, the early church, who are like the Jews, the people of the Bible, they believed that there was only one God. Okay, very strongly. This was like a foundation of their belief system. And so why would they claim that this man they knew was the Christ if he never claimed anything like that himself? It makes no sense because it goes against everything they claim to believe and it would be going against um, their belief to say that a human being was God because that's offensive to God and blah, blah. And still we see that this is what the early church actually said, that... Jesus was the son of God. He claimed to be the son of God. And so um, that's what they did believe about Jesus. So this could only come from hearing this from Jesus himself. So the second problem with the early church making it all up is that we literally read in the Bible that Jesus makes this claim himself. In Matthew eleven twenty seven, 27, it says, My father entrusted everything to me. No one truly knows the son except the father, and no one truly knows the father except the son and those to whom the son chooses to reveal him. If the Bible is proven to be an accurate document, which, you know, we feel like we're on the same page about that, we have a claim that comes straight from the Bible, as well as many more, and... The Bible's written by a reliable author who lived and was in a position to actually know Jesus personally. So there would be no reason to actually doubt the legitimacy of what Jesus has said here in Matthew. And this is also aside from the other things that Jesus did, like miracles and healings and raising people from the dead and raising from the dead himself and all of these different things that the list could just go on and on. Okay? We in? We there? We're getting there? All right, we're getting there. Recap. Jesus is the son of God. So people think that the early church made this up, that Jesus didn't actually claim to be the son of God. But the foundation of what the early church believed was that there was only one true God. So making this up about a human would go against what they believe and be an offense to God. They must have heard it straight from Jesus himself. And if we're taking the Bible as an accurate historical document, Jesus made these claims himself. And this isn't even considering all the other facts of miracles, predictions of the future, healings, and more that he did. Okay. We good? We in? You guys are awesome. So, all this to say, it takes faith to believe this. Not blind faith, like that's just what Asher said, so I'm just going to believe it. But informed faith. Still figuring it out faith. I have questions, but I'm still choosing to trust and believe kind of faith. Because here's the thing, you can't have like kind of faith. You either have faith or you don't. You either believe or you don't. There's no like percentage of like I'm like 95% over the line, like I'm nearly there, but actually no you're not because you're not you're not over. Like, you know what I mean? In Matthew 17:20, it says Jesus says, "You don't have enough faith," Jesus told them. "I tell you the truth, if you had faith even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there and it would move. Nothing would be impossible." 
And God is trying to show us in this verse that there's no percentage of faith. (laughs) It's either in or out. It's not the size of your faith that determines what God does. It's actually simply just having faith, full stop. Interesting fact, the opposite of faith is not doubt, which we so commonly think that it is. The opposite of faith is unbelief. It's choosing not to believe. Doubt is okay. It's not wrong. Doubt can actually be super healthy and it can lead you to a place of greater faith. And it's totally normal to question things, especially when you don't fully understand them. Faith is actually having doubt and trusting in spite of it. Trusting, choosing to trust no matter what. And I want to read this verse to you again from Matthew 16. And it says, When Jesus arrived in the villages of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, What are people saying about who the Son of Man is? They replied, Some think he's John the Baptizer, some say Elijah, some say Jeremiah or one of the other prophets, but he pressed them. And how about you? Who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said, you are the Christ, the Messiah, the son of the living God. And I feel like I've given everyone something to think about. If you're in, if you're listening, if you're actually interested in who Jesus is, he's not just some random dude. I'm not going to give you an answer because this is just what I believe. And only you can truly decide that for yourself. But here's the thing. We have to invest and put in the work. We can't just be content to doubt for the rest of our lives and not fully understand, but not actually investigate and find reason and evidence and revelation to actually satisfy those doubts in us. And tonight is not necessarily about what I'm saying or the songs that we sing or what any other person says. This is about you, you and God. What do you believe? Who do you say that Jesus is? Yeah? That's good.